Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Products and or services which may be advertised during this program are not necessarily endorsed by the program. Prog Watch, music that tells a story, with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Welcome back to Prog Watch, my friends. Big Tony here, and this week I have a great program lined up for you. Another interview and artist feature program centered on Simon Collins. Simon is, of course, the eldest son of Phil Collins, and he is a drummer, multi-instrumentalist, singer, and a solo artist. He's also a former member of the band Sound of Contact, which also included Dave Kersner, Kelly Nordstrom, and Matt Dorsey. Before we dig in, I'll say a quick thanks to all my supporters on Patreon.com who helped me continue to produce this program. I've got a lot of interviewing music scheduled for this week, so I'll get things rolling. Before we hear from Simon about his early history, let's do a couple of tracks from his first two solo albums. First up, All of Who You Are, title track from Simon's solo debut album from 1999, and then Reason from his second album, Time for Truth, released in 2005. Inside your heart and soul 
The puzzle pieces given, they don't fit Just the light around you blind your world Because the torch inside was never lit
Once again, that was All of Who You Are, title track of Simon Collins' debut album, and then Reason from his follow-up, Time for Truth. Now let's hear some of my chat with Simon himself. So yeah, can I first say uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on my program. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Yeah. Uh, pleasure's all mine. Oh, thanks. So uh, yeah, before we get into what you're up to more recently, I was wondering if we could talk a little more about your early years. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all going to start somewhere, right? Yeah. So uh, you started drumming around five after your dad gave you uh, your first drum set. Is that right? That's Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was five. It might have been seven. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was obviously just a young whippersnapper. And uh, yeah, like he, uh, he bought me a drum kit for my birthday. And uh, yeah, just kind of took me up to the studio and there it was and introduced me, you know, in, introduced me to the whole idea of playing drums. And I just, I took to it so quickly. I loved it. And, uh, you know, he threw me, uh, you know, a couple albums. Both of them, I think were Genesis albums. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so I just, I started learning how to play drums by, by listening, by playing to Genesis records. So I was by young age, I was learning how to play, to you know time signatures you know odd time signatures and right. all that kind of, without really knowing what it was you know, without even knowing they were time signatures whatsoever just uh, i play by ear i don't write uh sorry i don't i don't uh, read notation i don't you know i i took jazz syncopation for about a year and i got bored stiff so i pretty much learned how to play drums by playing to my favorite records really um, growing up on tour around Genesis was like, you know, um, was key to, you know, was like the, the key factor in, in me making music in my life. I knew what I wanted to do by the time I was 10, you know, just growing up around such amazing musicians, such kind people, um, and so just such a great band. It was like, it had such a deep impact on me. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, um, you know, I've, I've never looked back since all i've done with my life is music you know yeah so you were on tour with your dad and um probably did you get some pointers from him and how about from chester thompson more chester thompson really my dad and i don't blame him for this but he's a busy guy on tour he's you know doing promotion back to back uh on the you know between shows uh before shows before after shows uh, so he was very busy. So, you know, every once in a while, I'd be like, you know, on the, on the van ride back to the hotel after the show, I'd be like, you know, what was that fill you played, you know, in the second half of the drum solo? Um, can you show it to me? That kind of thing. But for the most part, you know, like Chester Thompson used to spend about an hour warming up and doing his rudiments and backstage. And uh, he always let me kind of come in and uh, he'd throw me a practice pad and he'd show me some stuff, you know, um, paradiddle paradiddles uh you know coming out of our ass you know um <laughs> we uh we, we yeah we, he's such a sweet guy really so i learned a lot mostly just from watching them play like i used to sit right behind my dad and chester when they did the drum duet dodging drumsticks you know yeah. and so that that had like you know a really profound effect on me and yeah it's all it's all uh fuel for the fire man yeah, that had to be a fantastic experience to uh, sit totally. back there and watch that. Oh, I know. It's lightning in a bottle, man. So, uh, what, you were about 12 when you were first on stage in front of a large audience? 
Yeah, 12, 13. Uh, my dad asked me if I'd want to do something, uh, come out and play, and we chose Easy Lover because it was relatively easy, uh, you know, drumming um, for me at that age. And yeah, it was amazing. Played a few shows, including Pittsburgh, where you're from. Yeah. That show. I think that was the the third time I went out on stage, and I got a little bit too cocky. I think I got a little bit too confident, and I caught the uh, the eyes of this really hot chick in the in, and it totally it totally fucked me up. And I, I <laughs> wrecked your concentration. I lost my shit, and dad, my my dad looked back at me and gave me this look of death. It's just like keep your shit together, son. <laughs> So that was, a, I remember Pittsburgh specifically for that show because it was just like, you know, I, I, I finally got my dose of like, you know, um, reality, I think a little bit. So, uh, yeah. What, what about other drummers? Would you, uh, say any other like progressive rock drummers like Bill Bruford or any of these other guys like really influenced you? Oh, Bill Bruford for sure. Um, you know, I, my, my, my drummers, my, my kind of, my fave drummers kind of, vary from different genres you know i'm a big fan of like you know because my influences are are you know span more than progressive rock mm -hmm. progressive rock is you know that's kind of the beginning of my musical education you know my dad took me to see pink floyd and yes and then shows like that but um but as i grew up you know i was big into the post-punk thing so like david grohl was a big influence for me uh andrew calhoun from living color uh, Steve Perkins from Jane's Addiction, um, Manu Cache, who's played all over Gabriel and, right. and records and Tears for Fears records, um, um, Vinny Cagliolutti, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and and my dad, for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. So I mean, those those are some of the. the and Gavin Harrison is a, is one of my favorite drummers, progressive rock drummers. For sure, Neil Part. You can't, you can't walk away from a drumming a conversation about drums and not mention his name. You know? Right. He's a, he's epic. He was epic. Um, yeah. What a sad, so, sad you know, thing. Yeah. All over the place, really, all over the map. Okay, so uh, by your teens, you're also playing the piano and singing, and would you say that's where you really uh, took off? And as far as like saying, well, I want to, I want to be a musician. I want to write songs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. I didn't really give it much thought. I was, it was basically, you know, um, my stepdad. He owned uh, a, he owned a music store in Vancouver, and he was selling gear to like the likes of Brian Adams and artists like that, big artists, and uh, you know, like big, like large large equipment you know mixing boards and pas and stuff like that and he was always bringing gear home for me and teaching me how to use it so i could engineer my own stuff and brought brought home a um uh, electric acoustic yamaha upright piano and i just you know i i i i think i was taking lessons at the time piano lessons at the time i basically just quit and just said give me a chord sheet and i'll be on my way and um and so i just taught myself that's just pretty much the story of all my musical kind of adventures it's just you know i just teach myself how to how to play it taught myself how to play guitar um in my late 20s and i wrote my entire second solo album on guitar uh, as i was learning it um 
Um, so I like to take risks. I like to just jump into the deep end and get things done. And I don't, I don't waste any time thinking we should, I should, or should not, or you, you know what I mean. I just, I do, I, you know, I, what I've, you know, I am, I'm, I'm embracing kind of any kind of creative energy wherever it's coming from. So yeah, I started like writing when I was 14 and uh, started doing my own demos and. I was in a lot of different bands at the same time. I was drumming in about five different bands at one point, death metal, hip hop, you name it. I was yeah. just, just wanted to play and play. But the music I was writing wasn't really cohesive with most of those bands, like punk bands and stuff like that, because it was quite poppy um, and a pop sensibility to it. So, you know, after a series of bands and trying to, you know, and, and, you know, near record deals and stuff like that and breaking up, uh, time and time again, I just said, you know what, the solo thing for me is probably the right move. Um, I can, you know, I can rely on that. I can rely on myself um, to, 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 you know, create my create a music career for myself. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it all kind of um, started from there, really. Let's check out a couple of more tracks from Simon's first two albums before we take our first short break. First. Pride from Simon's debut, All of Who You Are, and then Man on TV from Time for Truth. The 
just heard was Man on TV by our featured artist this week, Simon Collins, which comes from his sophomore effort, Time for Truth. Before that, it was Pride from his debut, All of Who You Are. Stay with me through the break to hear more chat with Simon Collins and more great music from his solo career and his former band, Sound of Contact. Stay tuned. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
continuing on with my artist interview and feature program on Simon Collins, I'm going to play one more from Simon's debut, a song called Moneymaker. Then I'm going to play a nifty cover of the Genesis song Keep It Dark, which was the first thing that Simon did with his future bandmates, Dave Kersner and Kelly Nordstrom, prior to the formation of Sound of Contact.
what we just heard was Keep It Dark, a Genesis cover released in 2007 by Simon Collins, with musical contributions from Dave Kersner and Kelly Nordstrom, sort of a preview of Sound of Contact. Before that, it was Moneymaker from Simon's debut, All of Who You Are. Now let's hear some more of my chat with Simon. Okay, uh, you, your stuff has a lot of like electronic in there also. I was wondering where, you know, what kind of... Uh groups might have influenced that side of your your playing your your writing and your playing i started djing when i was in my mid-20s uh but i was i really fell in love with psychedelic trance or goa trance and um so like this the sonic wizardry of some of those artists like simon posford from hallucinogen or um you know uh, underworld left field juno reactor bands like that that are timeless uh, and among that kind of genre, you know, bands like Basement Jacks are hot one one week and then they're not the, the next week. It's a very, there's no longevity in the electronic music scene, I, I feel, except for certain artists that kind of, um, they've kind of, they've kind of created their own sonic territory. So it's, it's not about replication or, or uh, uh, imitation, you know, it's about like, actually doing something original. So, um, so like you know, sound design wise, uh, I loved it. I loved the, the what what that music genre brought to my to my influences. You know, so it's so I've got you know like yeah, from from me from you know like progressive rock, you know, electronic music, you know, post punk music. Uh, are kind of like the three and hip hop as well. I'm a really big fan of hip hop. Uh, it's all kind of part of the all part of the the recipe i guess for for my sound hmm. really interesting hip-hop is a new thing for me yeah um, basically I've, I've just started a, a, a hip-hop group actually really yeah yeah it's it's, it's um it's actually um progressive hip-hop i'm all, <laughs> I'm all about progressive music man um so it's actually um i'm coining it prog hop and um it's uh, it's a totally new thing that i'm working on um among another project which is i've put together uh with kelly nordstrom from sound of contact right i've formed a duo a, a modern progressive rock duo and we're working on the album right now it's um it's a double concept album so it's a it's a beast uh it's a beast man <laughs> of an yeah. album uh, it's going to be out um it's going to be out next year so um so working on that as well lots right. going on at the moment yeah, um, you mentioned before Vancouver. I know you were living in Germany by the time uh, you were putting out your first solo record, All of Who You Are. Uh, you've right. been around, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I moved to Germany just because I had to deal with Warner Germany and I wanted to do the best I could to promote the album and I moved there and, you know, um, I recorded half of, most of my second album there as well. But... Um, I just the relationship with Warner was strained. Uh, we weren't seeing eye to eye creatively, so I just kind of cut ties and I moved back to Canada and I started my own record label, and I released my second album independently. And although it was a hell of a lot of work, you know, I really I'm glad I did that because it taught me so much more about you know about the music business and about how to get your music out there and gave me the full the full picture. 
because you can make the best album possible and if no one's if you, the business end isn't taken care of you know no one's gonna hear it and so on and so forth so it's kind of a, it's kind of a trip yeah but i enjoyed that that time you know it was um it was a good good play good kind of it was a great opportunity all right um yeah so by 2008 with the release of you catastrophe you uh you had hooked up with Dave Kersner. Can you tell us a little bit about how you two got together? Oh yeah, we met at Genesis rehearsals when they were reforming for. Um, um, well, they were reforming in two thousand six or seven for that tour. Mm-hmm. And walk we this in, way or whatever, I guess. Uh, the way, the way we, we walk. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. Way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, we we were in New York, and I just I was with my dad for a couple of weeks and hanging out. So we got went got to the rehearsals, and Dave Kersner was there because he was you know he, with his his work with Sonic Reality, he was he like for quite a few years he was uh, working closely with Tony Banks and um, like supplying him with the software and sounds and stuff like that. So he was there to rep Sonic Reality and kind of help um, or just kind of uh, dish over some some new stuff new data to, to Tony and we just got talking and we hit it off immediately and we kept in touch and I said one of our conversations I said it would be great I've always wanted to do a, a, a Genesis cover and it was their 40th anniversary coming up so I thought that'd be a really cool thing to do not for profit it was a free download but um, so I was like oh Keep It Dark has always been one of my fave yeah. tracks it's a great great album track and yep it's a great track, and I love what it's about as well. And um, so, so we, we we did that together. That was our first project, and and then uh, yeah, about a year, a couple of years later. Um, well, no, we I've skipped the whole U catastrophe thing. I mean, Dave and I were going to co-produce U catastrophe, and then I I signed with a, a label called Razor and Tie, and A um, and R put me in touch with Kevin Churko, and Kevin Churko is like was Mutt Lang's understudy. Okay. Uh, Worked, he did all the a lot of the the recent Ozzy Osbourne albums and Five Finger Death Punch. He's worked with Shania Twain and Ringo Starr, and he's he's, like, he's really amazing producer. Mm-hmm. I remember him from back in the eighties. A lot of a lot of bands he was associated with. Yeah, Mutt, Mutt Lang was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kevin Churko is kind of kind of the new uh, the kind of the, the uh, brainchild kind of. Um, yeah. So. Um, so I, I ended up co-producing you catastrophe with Kevin Churko and, and Dave, uh, Dave contributed a lot of keyboards to that album as well. And we also co-wrote, uh, the big bang, which was, um, the drum duet I did with my dad. I mean, I wrote all the drums for that. Um, um, and most of my dad's parts too, uh, not because I wanted to, but because he asked me to, to tell him what to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, "This is your song, man." I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, you're, you're you. Like, you can figure out what you want to play, can't you?" Um, but um, anyway, so that was a really, that was a really, um, it was a big breakthrough album for me. I really found, like, I, I felt, I found my voice on that album, and I'd been through a lot of dark stuff as well during that period, um, just with my drug addiction. And uh, I've been some dark places, and um, it was a, it was definitely a way to kind of flush out the demons and um, put myself on the map. I think um, just doing a really high energy, um, an emotional album, 
so uh, so then you know Santa Contact kind of continued from kind of was born out of out of um, you know uh, my connection with with Dave, but as well as um, I started the band with Kelly Nordstrom. It was me and Kelly's band. And we invited Dave to to join as well as Matt. Okay, kind of, so that that kind of that's kind of where that came from. So oblig- obligatory question: <laughs> the reunion, <laughs> on again, off again. Will you ever think it'll really happen? Oh no, I don't think so. You know what? Like, um, like we're we're still in touch, and we're all on good terms. And you, know, as you can tell, like you know, I've started a band with with Kelly, so right. you know, we're all brothers, but we're all on our different paths now, and that's cool. We we all support each other. We're all rooting for each other. And who knows? We, every once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh, what do you think? You know, the SOC? Yeah, yeah, maybe could 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 happen." I'm not. I'm not trying to like you know be, um, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to like you know reel the carrot or anything. It's just um, I just that's kind of where we have, we've left it. It's kind of maybe down the road when we've all when the planets align, kind of thing, and we've all got you know, some space in our, in our calendar and our schedule to do something like to really commit to it properly. Um, then we do it. But until then we we're just, we don't want to really flirt around with it. It's too, too important for us, I think. So, um, so, and I, I'm, I've got now three, three different projects. Uh, I've got, you know, my solo stuff and I've got, you know, the band with, with Kelly and I've got this new, um, urban project as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm a busy guy looking forward as well and dave's got like five different projects too. sure yeah yeah i've Crazy. spoken to dave a few times yeah so oh, cool yeah right on um so uh, never say never but uh, no immediate plans basically no no plans that's for sure yeah so all uh, it, though. what's that we're all really proud of what we did together that's a great record no doubt thank you man and uh one of the one of the best things i've done for sure and and uh just like the amazing chemistry. I've never been in a band with that kind of chemistry. I mean, the track Mobius Slip, um, that was born out of a 3 a.m. jam session. So a lot of that, I'd say two-thirds of that, was recorded on the first take. We It was written as we recorded it. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, magic. Magic. Uh, yeah, lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle, yeah. Let's do one more song from Simon's second album, Time for Truth, before we take another short break and come back with some Sound of Contact music. This is the title track, Time for Truth.
Once again, that was Time for Truth, title track of Simon Collins' second album released in 2005. After this short break, we're going to get into some great music from the one and only Sound of Contact album. Stay with me. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The band Sound of Contact was unfortunately short-lived. They only made the one studio album, Dimensionaut. But it really is a fine piece of work, and we heard Simon talking a bit about it before we did this last break. Right now, I'm going to play a nice chunk of that album in the form of the song Pale Blue Dot, and then the epic Mobius Slip, a track which Simon mentioned by name in the second interview segment.
Once again, that was Pale Blue Dot and Mobius Slip, both by Simon Collins, Dave Kersner, Kelly Nordstrom, and Matt Dorsey, collectively known as Sound of Contact, and both coming from the one and only SOC album Dimensionaut, released in 2013. One of the great things about doing a two-parter on an artist, as I am with Simon, is that I feel a little more free to play a great monster epic like Mobius Slip. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening in on some of my conversation with Simon Collins. As I said, this is part one of two, and on part two, two weeks hence, we'll hear more about what Simon has been up to more recently, some talk of a new project he is hatching with his former Sound of Contact bandmate Kelly Nordstrom, and of course, more great music, including some tracks from his most recent album, last year's Becoming Human. So you won't want to miss that. Before I sign off, please remember that my website is called progwatch.com, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. And there you can find links to my email and social media, a link to my Patreon page if you would like to possibly support the show, and of course, every episode I have ever done and artist links to accompany all of those episodes. If looking through the eight seasons and nearly 350 episodes which are there seems a little daunting, remember that you can search the website from the top of any page. Just look for the little magnifying glass and then tap tap away on the artist or band name. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Until next time, be well and prog on my friends.